Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Indie Film Cafe. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I've got an awesome, awesome, awesome show for you guys. We got my co-host with the moostest uh, here. Uh, What's your name, uh, Mr. Co-host? It's your old pal, the Moo Cow, a.k.a. Paul A. Presenza. How's it going, everybody? Moo. Oh, he loves to introduce himself like that. Um, so there you go. So, and then we've got our special, special guest. How are you doing? Uh, please introduce yourself. Uh, John Ward, formerly known in middle school as the Holy Cow. Yay. All the way from Vegas, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, I told you guys that story of one of the the halls that we did, right? I used to have the jacket with the white on it and I flip it around and I was the Holy Cow and I would bless people by mooing them. There you go. I'd walk up and go moo and you'd be blessed. That's awesome. The way you it should to, be. You need to do that to Paul so you can be blessed more. You know, <laughs> you'd be happy about that. So uh, anyway, I uh, I was like thinking of what what could I do, and I I I, I was telling John about this movie, uh, Dahmer versus Gacy, and uh, John was like, "All right, well, when you do that movie, you got to have me on the show because I actually own that movie." Yes, there you go. See, well. We're a podcast, so you can't see it. But he's holding it up. Oh, right now. We are on a podcast. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to do some clips for our I got uh, it too. many, many uh, fans on TikTok, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we'll put it up there. So there you go. Uh, sadly, um, uh, Paul did not have one, but he has a chicken with him right now. So there you go. I'm showing um, everyone my, my plastic cock. <laughs> oh. All right. It's a pretty so anyway, cock you got there. Yeah, pretty big one, oh, too. That's what they say. Hmm. <laughs> All right. It's mighty so, yellow. <laughs> All right. So, Paul, uh, you don't have a copy of this, but you did. What did you say? You got it oh, at a garage sale? I have a copy. Well, right. I just, but I just have a shitty burner copy that somebody made and sold at a, at a garage uh, thing <laughs> for a buck. Oh, so, it's a DVD. I thought for some reason it was like a. Um, right. I just couldn't find it, and I forgot. I thought I had like you guys did. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, but I have a couple movies like that. I forgot that they existed. Well, there you go. Are, are those more for Indie Film Cafe? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so anyway, we uh, we decided to do Dahmer versus Gacy, and everybody's seen it now. But we're we'll be back in a few minutes uh, after some mood music. <laughs> And we are back. Um, so Guernsey versus Holstein. <laughs> we we saw this movie uh, separately, um, and I have to say, like, uh, I, I it, it it shocked me that John sent me a message saying he was he was bored by it, um, you know, and Paul sent me a message saying, yeah, he, he wasn't really all that into it. I absolutely adored this movie. Um, and I'm going to tell you some little background about it, uh, before, I, right. I, before you get into the background, I'm going to tell you why you enjoyed it. And Paul and I kind of thought it was boring. Okay. There's no science. At all. You I mean, remember you told me that you, from, uh, watching Dracula two, that you didn't like all the science. You wanted more vampire stuff. Right. And I liked it because there was science in it and less vampire stuff. 
So in this, there's no science. The clones right. are already made. There's no, there's no nothing. There, it's there's a cartoon, no, man. Well, see, yeah. that's, so, that's so I think how that's you, why you, why you liked it and why we found it boring. Well, that's how you get into like, that's how you get away with, because we, okay, Paul, you know, we have these problems where you watch these movies that have the science in it. And you're like, what? That makes no sense. You know, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. That, and then, and it kind of destroys. Well, that's because it's pseudoscience. It's not real science. Right. This isn't. There's no way that they would. You know, that they would actually. I mean, right now. Well, no. Yeah. Well, you you do the pseudoscience. You do the Star Trek babble that they that they do on the bridge and in you know and in the medical bay and all that stuff. And um, that sounds smart, but means nothing. Mm -hmm. Or you avoid it all together and just do the mystical magical pojab thing and just say it was magic and there's magic in this world and they just magically made them appear. I, I could buy that premise. Okay, that's. I fair. prefer the cloning thing over over a magic thing. I I just wanted to see science. I just wanted them to actually clone them. I wanted to see them and then they break out of the lab. Something like that. Go ahead, Moody. I know you're busting at the gut to uh, get in the background. <laughs> well, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the background. So, um, and the reason, uh, the biggest reason why I really enjoyed this movie is because I like uh, the writer, uh, the writers of the film. Uh, the guy who did the story is Chris Watson. I first discovered him uh, way back when, I think MySpace days, uh, for a movie called Zombie Geddon. And I think I've had him and Andrew J. I, I'm going to butcher his name right now. It's like a Roush um, who wrote the movie. Uh, but, you know, Chris Watson did the story and he also produced it. And I think Andrew executive produced where he produced it himself too. Um, but I talked to Andrew yesterday and I told him we were going to be, you know, reviewing this movie. This was what he actually said to me. So I can put this in the thing. He said, thank you for letting me know uh, the thing to remember about D versus G and why it is the way it is was originally written for something that we could make for $500. Uh, but then, lo and behold, it got optioned. Uh, we also worked on a script for a tongue and further in cheek sequel titled Dahmer versus Gacy in Space. True story. You know, so in space you know so then I, I thanked him for that and said i'll definitely add that to the to the podcast and everything and i got really excited um andrew and chris i watched this movie called zombie get and it had everybody you could possibly think of it had conrad brooks it had um what is it uh joe estevez uh robert zadar i mean just every b movie I've heard of it i don't think i've seen it oh you need to see it. it's trauma you know, trauma put it out. It's got Lloyd Kaufman. It's just, it's fantastic. It's so, it's so over the top stupid. It's a lot of fun. And I, and it's one of the few movies that I will definitely watch over and over again, but mainly with the commentary. And that was another thing I was kind of bummed out about. You don't even TV. like zombie movies. I don't, but that, yeah. I, I like, like I said, I like zombie comedies. That was a zombie comedy. Zombies. Yeah, I like zombies. I don't like ones where they take themselves seriously and it's just, oh no, we're getting attacked by zombies. I'm the exact town. opposite. Yeah, exactly. Unless it's called Shaun of the Dead, then it's like, forget about it. Yeah. Well, I kind of like them both as long as they're good. Right. 
Um, I prefer more serious, but I could take comedy as long as it's done well. There's way too many stupid slapstick zombie movies out there. There's too many bad comedy. Well, because zombie is like the entry-level way of making a film. It is the lowest, easiest, cheapest way to make a horror film. Uh So that's why there's just so many of them. I mean, we just saw one that we reviewed for Short Film Saturday that was just a bunch of kids put makeup on their face, like really shitty makeup and and then went and pretend, you know, 13 minutes of like little kids pretending to be, you know, they're in their teens pretending to be zombies and stuff. And, you know, whatever, you know, we can't, we can't knock it. You know, they went out and made a fucking 13 minute movie and sold it or whatever, put it out. So they're little zombie rascals. Kind of yeah. pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> so there you go. Um, but this movie, Dahmer versus Gacy, um, so I'd heard of it, you know, for the longest time. Um, and I found it at Dark Delicacies in Burbank. And uh Del Housen, who owns Dark Delicacies, is actually the bum that gets killed by Gacy in the movie. And so he's uh He's in it, so I think he signed it. A rat um, eating bum. A rat eating bum. We'll get oh, into that. The yeah. plastic rat eating <laughs> bum. <laughs> I I enjoyed that though. I had a fun time because uh it was it was but we'll get into that in a bit. But yeah, it it was I, I saw it. Uh, I think what did I pay for it? Um paid eleven bucks for it. Uh because I I hadn't seen it anywhere else, and as far as I know, knew it was out of print or something, you know, because it was Oh, trust me, it's hard to find. If it yeah. weren't for the fact that I found my little garage sale burn version, I wouldn't be able to watch it except like a sketchy Russian place that where they over talked the whole thing. Not <laughs> that it would have hurt this movie, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Might have enhanced it, you never know. Um, but I so I just had a fun time with it. Um, I don't know. I liked all the actors in it. Um uh there was so there's a couple cameos, a couple. You know, people I, I knew, Melissa Rose, um, who, you know, I, I adore. And she was in Zombiegeddon, so they'd already worked together. Um, so I just, I absolutely loved it and uh, had a fun time. And that is, I guess, going into the background. Let's go into the story for it. Um, so who wants to sum up the story? Uh, John, would you like to try? Uh, sure. First, I'll start off because I, I will bash the film, but I will I thought that it was well made. I thought that the acting was fine. I thought like the directing and the sets and everything, like the locations, it just it was just too long. It was just so it just it really kind of bogged it down. If it was maybe eighty minutes, they cut out a lot it, of stuff it, or something. There, there's a lot of repeat. You know, like comedy. Comedy needs to be quick. Yeah, there, there's <laughs> if, if somebody is firing a gun, they fire it like twenty times. I mean, you only need to do it like two or three. So, but that, that was my big thing is if they could have cut it down. It, um, it seemed pretty choppy. It felt like there were parts that were filmed, you know, months apart, at least. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess I'll, I'll I don't want to butt in on, on your time, John. Go ahead. Well, so basically it's uh, uh, Dahmer versus Gacy are clones of the original killers that are going to be used by the military. Uh, they escape from the facility and uh, go on a uh, serial killing spree in uh, LA. And um, there is, uh, surprisingly, the guy who plays Tuvix from Star Trek Voyager, 
um, is sent after them. And he's like a serial killer himself. I'm assuming he's a made up one because he's just called, what is it like? X-13. 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 Yeah, so I don't think he's meant to be a real, like based on a real guy. He goes after him. There's other people that go after him. Wasn't a big fan of the uh, jacket with a Confederate flag on the back, but uh, well, I, I mean, you know. that kind of set up his character. I mean, that was his character. He was like this redneck. You know, I would make it more of a redneck. I, I would just go all out. I mean, if you're if you're gonna have him wear, you know, have that on the back of his coat. <laughs> I mean, granted, you know, Trump, you know, this is 2010, and, and you know, Trump's not president or anything. But I I, I would have gone all redneck. Yeah, no. um, I, I was sending it. a message to Moody. I was like, they totally took that character from a Clutch song, uh, a Shotgun Named Marcus, which is about a redneck samurai who talks to God. Oh. Yeah, so I don't know. And that was 1993. Um, so maybe it's, maybe they got their inspiration from that. We're not it's sure. Possible. Uh, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. But the thing was, is that, you know, in Clutch's uh, chance, they they made, they established that character in a two and a half minute song a lot more than what happens in this particular film, unfortunately. But I, I did find it funny, though, that the that the redneck who, you know, is is, is would be a Trump supporter these days. It's God is in his head. You know, it's not like a, a liberal or something that it, that it is the the total, you know, redneck conservative guy has God talking to him. And of course, God is telling things, you know, that are bad, you know, so I thought that was there are things in this I like. I mean, there, there's a it just dragged. And and, and 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 I just saw that. Uh, is it for Austin? Is his name right? Yeah. Ford Austin just accepted my my friend request today. Oh, so. that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, so Jesus, I'm letting him know. I, I don't hate the movie or anything. I just think it could have been shorter. But I, I, no. I liked, you know, of course, William, you know, Malone, you know. How can you, you know, my... William, oh, uh, Randall Malone. Randall Malone, thank <laughs> you. William Malone is the director of... Um, uh, oh, scared. Uh, I thought it was a house, of, a house on Haunted Hill or something, like the remake. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. He also did Scared to Death, and, and, and he's done a bunch of stuff, yeah. so... You know, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, Randall Malone, actor Randall Malone. And uh, yeah, I mean, you got to love it just because he's, I think that's why I bought it was because he was in it. So yeah, and I think that's why I got it too, was when I saw that he was in it. Um, and once again, I'd heard of it. Plus, how can you turn down a movie called Dahmer versus Gacy? I mean, like either way, you know, even if it's a boring movie, like you, you think it is or whatever. I mean, it's still, they put, they put that into a movie. I think I was telling a friend of mine who's a horror uh, fanatic that I'm watching this and she got really upset that she can't watch this movie on streaming, you know, because, and I think it deserves like, um, so I think I don't, I know I mentioned this to Paul, but uh, at the credit in credits, it says Eric, uh, or it's a Spudix movie empire, uh, Burbank, like a thanks to that, uh, not Burbank, uh, Van Nuys, uh, where he was, uh, uh, so apparently they shot there and, uh, at, at Eric Spudix old, uh, video store. Well, apparently I talked to Eric and I sent him that. And Eric said that it was a, it was a cut scene, you know, that they shot there and he was wishing that it would come on uh, Blu-ray, you know, at some point you know with like the deleted scenes and other stuff you know yeah this is this is really <clears throat> disappointing i mean it just gives you an option of stereo or surround did you notice that the surround sound doesn't work 
No, yeah. I just went on to stereo because I can't imagine that this says, I mean, it's not hmm. stars or dart or something. So well, it actually sounded really good in my uh, surround sound on stereo. So I don't know what happened, but. It well, yeah, I played it on my surround, but yeah, I don't, I didn't do it in surround. I did the same thing as you. So yeah. yeah. All right. My, my turn. Okay. So much like Moody has said, the, the name of the movie is grabs you. You can't help with that. I mean, that's the reason why when I saw it with a bunch of burned movies at a garage sale, I'm like, Oh, how can you pass that up? I'll pay for a buck for that. Sure. It's a homemade burned copy, but so what? And it just, it, it sat with a bunch of other ones in a box that I never got to. And when I moved, it just got put someplace. And I just, I totally forgot about it. But I, think, I kept thinking, I know I've got that movie and I couldn't find it. And then finally I went to the box and, and there it was with a bunch of other ones that um, I also bought. Um, so yeah, it's got a good title. Um, I thought the story was pretty bad though, pretty weak. It was very, very weak sauce. It's like they didn't really put any effort into the story about stuff. Things like they keep referring to Charles Manson as a serial killer. Charles yeah, Manson is not a serial yeah. killer. He never killed anybody. Um, not a single right. fucking In fact, person. That, that's at the end too. They have him killing people, uh, killing somebody. And I'm like, <clears throat> wait a minute, you know, cause uh, yeah, no. Darren Miller plays him at the end. And Darren Miller is uh, Felissa Rose's husband. And uh, he, you know, he, he has a scene where he kills somebody at the end as, as Charles Manson. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like that, that, you know, that wouldn't, even if they cloned Charles Manson, he would just get somebody else to go do yeah, it. Yeah, he'd tell yeah. a bunch of stupid, that was the idea. Yeah. hippies to go and do it for him. Yeah. Well, it, I'm such a geek. Like I've, I've watched a lot of Dahmer stuff. So I thought, yeah, the guy looks pretty close. You know, of course, who's yeah. the director. And, and, and I thought, okay, well, that, I, he's pretty close. And I'm watching right now on Netflix, the uh, John Wayne Gacy documentary that's on there. So I thought, okay, the costume looks pretty close with, with Charles Manson is I'm like, did Charles Manson ever have a goatee? Mm -hmm. I think he only had a beard and he does. There, there's pictures on Google oh. where he just has a, it, it's like, looks like it's one black and white photo session. Um, which might have been in the police department or something like that. But he does have a goatee. It's not unless the, unless it goes way down here and up. But it looks like it just cuts off like right here. Um, so well, and then the other sort thing of is, of that. course, you know, I don't like um, slash movies to begin with. But in particular, I don't like serial killer movies because they don't know how to do serial killers properly. Serial killers are not people who just kill a bunch of people. There's psychological reasons behind all that that never get touched in this. Because if it was just people killing a bunch of people, then every soldier who's ever been in combat would be considered a serial killer just because they killed a bunch of people. That's No, that's just not the way it's done. But the movie's not there to give you that kind of a thing. The movie is a cartoon, okay? And I can that's fine. I can accept that. As long as the cartoon is fun and quick and interesting. And unfortunately for me, it was none of those things. I just, I couldn't wait for it to end. I had no interest in any of the characters. I hated all the characters. It was just goofy shit. A lot of continuity issues. You know, like, you know, God makes him go dig a hole to find this sword. You're going to use this sword to kill the two horrible, horrible serial killers. What happens? He shows up. He's got no sword. It, it, he never uses it. Doesn't even kill those guys. He just uses the one shotgun. Yeah. on on you know x13 forgot he had the shotgun at the end he didn't even have the sword no yeah like, what was the whole point of that then no then all know. these 
these ridiculous Well, probably because ninjas. the ending was shot first, and then they yeah. said, shit, our movie's short. Let's go back out and, and reach. Yeah, it's we'll exactly put- what I meant as far as them being in different days, different months and months and stuff later on. There was definitely problems with that. I couldn't stand the the worthless, incompetent ninjas. They're just like ridiculously yeah. bad. <laughs> I um, don't know that that that's that scene with him fighting the ninjas with the sword and everything. That was fun. I don't know. I had a I had a fun time watching that. I don't know. It was weak sauce. It, it was fun. <laughs> I don't know. I was enjoying it, and I was enjoying the montage. You know, basically no, like I, the, I was thinking, the, man, we made fun of Todd Sheets with his fighting and. And uh, the historic bimbos in Armageddon yeah. City. This was about the same. I don't know. I thought it was a step above that, but whatever. You know, I enjoyed I, it. Well, there's other people in this too. So there, there, there's we got. Um, I noticed there's. Uh, uh, well, Ethan Phillips, of course, who, who was Neelix, and then we got um, uh, Jed uh, Rowan. Jed Rowan, uh, the amazing bulk himself, is in this movie. Yeah, I, I know um, him as Axe Grinder. And yeah, uh, he was uh was he? he was like a uh, soldier though you know he has kind of a s- yeah. smaller part yeah you know. um alicia dowling Alyssa dowling yep Alyssa, Alyssa dowling. dowling yeah uh um, and, yeah felisa uh, rose like you mentioned well, but uh, oh art lafleur it's like how the fuck oh, did you yeah. get him to be in your movie yeah he's been a whole bunch of stuff yeah. my god i mean that's that right there is is you're you're adding you know a level replicator man he was in replicator Yep. He, he's in a ton of stuff. He, he's a big, low, good, bad. I mean, it, it, it was weird seeing him in this. But I noticed on IMDb, because I was looking up some stuff, and I don't know who she was supposed to play. I mean, it does get a name, but it says um, uh, uh, Debbie Rashong mm-hmm. is uh, listed IMDb. in the cast. She was yeah. definitely not in this movie. She's definitely not in no. this movie. Unless she got a scene cut or something. But then why would you do that? Why would you cut a scene, any scene with Debbie Rashawn? I mean, I don't know. Once again, if they get a Blu-ray of it, that'd be awesome. But But the worst problem I had with this film is that it reminded me very, very much about that Texas clown movie that you and I disliked and and got in trouble for reviewing. The same kind of lazy shit where, oh, these guys just wander around in daylight and do whatever the hell they want with no consequences, no repercussions, no police ever show up. Nobody can find them. And yet they're (laughs) walking around in fucking clown suits and and they're not being very inconspicuous. Well, it, Mr. Ward, you said the they were in LA. Suit. I don't think they were because they talked about on the the one guy on the on the on the TV because that says, oh, there have been these crimes in Milwaukee and Chicago, which is where those guys were. So they were actually there, I think, but they were showing pictures of that was clearly California with palm trees and such. Um, so they didn't even get the setting fucking right. So to me, it was well, just sloppy. There was well, not just a clown suit. Look, look, you had Dahmer going around in a in a prison suit with numbers on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, nobody can find them. Well, nobody apparently is trying very hard. So, uh, I, I okay. So another actress that's in the movie is uh, Bonnie Aarons, who is actually the nun in the movie The Nun. Um, she uh, she got a really big uh, part. There's Irwin Keys. Who's been in like Oblivion and a bunch of other big time movies, The Warriors, and a bunch of other stuff? Um, I believe. Uh, there's, uh, let's see, um, Jerry Marin, who was the mime 
in the movie the little <laughs> little person mime <laughs> i hate mimes i hate fucking mimes <laughs> i love that like i had so much fun with that like i I I, just, I, I I love the guy who plays like the the police captain who's doing the interview and like half of his teeth are missing. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like cool like little. Uh, oh, and Brooke Lewis, um, Brooke Lewis. Uh, well, I guess her full name is Brooke Lewis Bellas now, but uh, she plays the. Remember they turn on the uh, he was it the the uh, the the conservative uh, uh, redneck guy turns on the. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, television and sees like a, um, a Christ uh, is Tammy Hart, you know? And oh yeah, yeah. That was her, and so she did <coughs> such a fun job with that. Like it seemed like so these these guys really pretty much make like had cameos for all these people the way that like a lot of times back then people did where they would ask them to just film something themselves and then they would put it in the movie, you know. And everything, so I believe that's yeah. what they like did with her and a couple other people. Um, I, there were a few things that I liked, you know, like when they had the guy, the newscaster. And I don't know if you read any of the news scrawl <laughs> that was going under that. I, I read some. I, the best part where they were making. I didn't find any Michael, of that funny. Michael no. Bay and some of the other stuff. Some of that was all right. It's all movie related. It's like you're a news station. Put right. up some stuff like you know bombs dropped on Iraq or something like that. Put. But make it funny to me. It was like it was all film stuff, and yeah. none of that stuff was. But, and you know, all those had, people are also like Felicia Rose were all shot in front of a green screen. Yeah, yeah. They, they they had an opportunity where they could have made an interesting and funny and biting social commentary about why all these girls and all these people were rooting for the for the you know the the serial killers. Why you know you could make a comment about how people will latch onto whatever the latest stupid fad happens to be, even if it's ridiculous you know, serial killing by clone, you know, idiots and all, but they didn't really do that. Right. Because it takes more effort and more, you know, creativity, I guess. I, well, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think when they originally planned it, they were just planning on making this little goofy movie. They weren't planning on it being bigger and having bigger stars in it, you know? Yeah, that like makes they, a lot of sense. You know, so now it sort of, to me, I think when I read that, when, that he said that to me and everything, it put things into perspective before I watched it, you know, because then I could look at it and go, okay, now I see where it, it, it got bigger budget, right? So they were like, okay, now we actually have a budget. So we have to take this little small little movie that probably would have been just Dahmer and Gacy out and, you know what I mean, killing people or whatever. And then, you know what I mean, and take it and make it a little bit bigger. Um, I did like the, I did like the newscast stuff because sometimes it took away from the movie you know sometimes i hate that but i actually had a good time with this one i don't know it made me laugh a little well, bit the, so the bigger budget helped in that the production values were all there you know you could we could see it <laughs> how many movies have we seen where we couldn't fucking see half Talk the about that, that all the time there. yeah uh, we could hear it you know how many movies have we seen where we're like what 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 the fuck are you saying you know uh, yeah, the yeah, music the music yeah. was good some of the direction I thought was was decent. Um, some of the sets were kind of shit, but there were other ones that were all right. It was a, it was a mix. Oh, you know, and I, I forgot to mention one of the biggest stars of this fucking movie. I bet you didn't even realize. Uh, so the guy that goes and gives the blowjob in the uh, uh, in the fucking uh, bathroom or whatever for right. whatever it was. That's a, that's a Guns and Roses guy. 
he's a he's a uh, he's a band member for Guns N' Roses. So it's just it's, <laughs> you know. it cracks me up that like that was sort of what they were saying because they called him Stevie. That was his name. So they were like pretty much saying like this guy's so broke now from Guns N' Roses that he has to give blowjobs in the bathroom to get get his drugs or whatever you know uh, and, and stuff. And I thought that was sort of funny. However, since you guys didn't know that you know didn't know who he was, I didn't know who he was until I looked him up. Uh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't even thought about that. You know, the other thing is there there was a lot of like kind of gay bashing humor in the film too that I don't think would fly today. Um, maybe a little bit, but I didn't notice much. Um, like there, there is a lot of gay stuff, but yeah. we're also dealing with two serial killers who are gay. So yeah, yeah, like they kill that one guy, the neighbor who just pops over, and he's deaf. So I can just imagine some people were going to be triggered over that too. Um, and just you know, there's a lot of referring to butt sex and blowjobs and stuff like that. I mean. Yeah, I thought it went a little over when um when Dahmer was talking to X13 and and it was all about butt fucking. You oh, know, that, yeah. it was just like really Hold you can't on. sit there you can't sit there and just I mean and fuck like, your your eye socket. What thing with X13 and the corn. Like it was just like yeah. did you have like nothing else to establish his character just just take some corn and use corn. I, it was funny. It was like the corn, corn of the cob killer, or whatever. You well, know. Well, that's why I was thought like, is this based off of something? So I tried mm. to look it up, and it's like, I guess not. But and, and and I almost felt a little bit sorry for the actor who played Neelix with that, because that that's like, dude, you were on like a hit TV show for seven years. I know. I <laughs> you know, know. And, and now you're like killing people with corn. I mean, I would it's like not to even have corn him in one man. I I don't look. Yeah. What was funny to me was that, like, he shoved the corn, I guess, in uh, what is it, um, Gacy's mouth and killed him that way. And I thought, I don't know, that was to me, that was a pretty interesting death to see. I don't know. I, I, well, I, look, I, let me ask you guys something. And this is a serious question because, like, okay, I'll use another movie as an example The Wolf of Wall Street. Everybody mm-hmm. loved it. Smart Scorsese, you know, it's this, it, it's this great film. We all laugh at it. It's just, we thought it was hilarious. I then watched a documentary about the guy. The film's not funny. This oh, guy no. destroyed lives. He was a he, people asshole. committed suicide because mm-hmm. of him. Mm-hmm. So should we be making or enjoying movies about serial killers and mass murderers and and you know that have destroyed lives and taken lives and 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 sit there and say hey i have this great idea for a film called you know dom reverse gacy this is going to be awesome or is it okay to do that because it's if you're kind of making fun of it or you're making some kind of biting social commentary i think you can it's just in this case they didn't really do that i've kept thinking it's like who is going to aside from mr moody who else is going to enjoy this other than somebody who is rooting for serial killers in this case? And right. Like, why would you root for them? Well, I don't know. See, that's the same thing as why would you root for Jason, right? Um, in the Friday the 13th movies. But at least I, Jason is some kind of mythical thing. I mean, yeah, it's, it's all it's real. all fake. It's not they, real. They they start, I don't know if they still do it, but in prisons, they they actually play horror movies. 
for the inmates, like sure. the, like the like the mass murderers that are in sure. prison for life, and they say that they root for the bad guys. Yeah, and the it number calms one, them down. The number one prison rental for a long, long time in in, in prison in America was that fucking um, oh, what's the one with uh, uh, with the midget and where they're like killing women, and that's all they do is kill women. That's um, really Grand Guignol style. Oh, are you not talking about the one you hate? Yes, you? that's the movie I uh, hate. The blood-sucking freaks. Blood-sucking freaks. So it's the number one prison <laughs> rental because all it is is total misogyny, just killing women because fun. I guess I don't know. Like, why are you putting me into that audience? I don't think that's fun. <laughs> well, really? it's the same, I mean, same thing as everybody likes those extreme horror movies that we're going to eventually do a, a podcast about. People, people really do like them. You know? Yes, but they're not I all love torture porns. They're not all torture porn. It's a very different. It's the way that it's used. You're not sitting there glorifying it. You're using it in, in a very, very different way. And that's kind of one of the things I'm going to talk about that. Because I don't like torture porn. I think that sucks. But some of these other movies are not. They may have torture in it, but it's that's not the point of it. Okay? No. I... I yeah see that that's the thing is I disagree uh, uh fuck I'm being on the Tarantino line that I like to use I, I disagree with your what is it Moody I, I disagree uh, with your hypothesis with your hypothesis I I don't I just completely disagree with the torture porn thing because it was one critic who said it to Hostel and then it, it got applied to everything Saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre all of a sudden everything is torture porn. And it's, it's not torture porn. It was for one movie. Sure. And you guys decided to label it on everything. And 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 it isn't. Saw right. is not torture porn. And neither it, are the it, movies that I'm going to be talking you know. about. That's And that's where I'm kind of drawing the line. But there are movies out there where clearly the whole thing is for people to get their jollies off of the killing of innocent people. And that you know very slowly and very horribly and it, for no for no nothing you know for not even for a story's purpose it's just to watch you know gory effects mm-hmm. and people and sure. people suffering where's the fun in that i, I you know it's just ugh. i don't know i, I think it, it's different when you're doing a, a freddy versus jason compared to a Dahmer versus gacy kind of like what's his face who does uh the last days of nicole simpson and um the haunting of Sharon Tate. What is it, Daniel Farrard? Yeah, Farrard, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the Amityville murders where he does exploit. And I'd love to get him on, on one filmmaker so I could talk to him about this stuff. It is, is that he does take real life stuff and exploits it. And especially if you've seen the Amityville murders, it's like, okay, now all of a sudden magic is involved and and things are flying around the room and all that type of stuff. And, and it's like. To me, I have a bigger problem with it if it's based on somebody real than I do if it's made up like Freddie or Jason or Leatherface. But right. I'm a, but but I'm a little bit of a hypocrite because I do like Ed Gein, and and there are Ed Gein movies I like, and uh, so I am a little bit of a hypocrite you when like it comes Ed to that. Gein. Interesting. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Uh, why do you like him? Oh well, no, I just I I like movies that are based on him. Oh, oh okay. I was gonna uh, yeah. We, I think me and Paul were both thinking, wait, what? You like him? <laughs> you know, like like you. I I I, I dated him. I asked. Like you him agree with his politics? <laughs> I go to my Ed Gein cosplay every weekend. Yeah, I, I put on a fake bodysuit of a woman and I dance in the moonlight. 
you know, to it. Oh, so, it's, you but you have ones that are like for Ed Gein that are so off track where you have, yeah. you know, where you have like, uh, um, you know, what's his face who played Jason plays him and, yeah. and it looks nothing like him at all. And it's okay, John. I, I like Albert Fish. I mean, there haven't been too many movies about him, but if anything, he yeah, was know, probably the most, the most blood curdling one of all. He's the one who, who ate that poor little girl and then wrote to her parents and said, your daughter tasted delicious. Do you have any more? Please <laughs> so, send more. That's so messed up. He, he wasn't kidding. He was serious. I kind of like the BTK killer, you know, or whatever. I like uh, Dennis Rader, you know, because I, I, it was the stuff that they showed in like the movies and everything. Uh, Kane Hodder played him and Ed Gein. And, Kane Hodder, you know, yes, that's yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah, and, and, I, and he looks nothing. Uh, uh, Stephen Railsback looked a lot closer to what Ed Gein looked like. So yeah, well, I mean, you know, I think at that time uh, the director of uh, the Ed Gein uh, Butcher of Plainsfield, I think, was the title. Yeah. Uh, he. Uh, that guy did a lot of those movies. He did one on, on Richard Speck. He did, um, you know, I think he didn't do a Dahmer or Gacy one, but he did, you know, some other ones. And he, uh, that guy probably was like, oh, I can get a big, I could get the guy who plays Jason to play one of the most infamous serial killers, you know, like, and I think he might've also done the BTK one, but he looked more like Dennis Rader than he ever did at Gein. And I thought he did a great job. So I guess, I guess it's hard to say then, you know, because like I'm obsessed with Jim Jones and one of my bucket list films is to make a Jim Jones movie. And, and I absolutely love hate because I don't want to make it sound weird. Everything with Jim Jones of how he manipulated all these people to go down to Guyana and then, you know, had them drink Kool-Aid. I was going to say, please tell me you're going to get this sponsored by Kool-Aid. <laughs> that would be funny. But I... I <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's yeah i mean i don't know i mean i i watch all of the documentaries on and him is, and all that gallows humor is is an effective way of coping you know a lot of people don't really like the violence or the or the disgust or the horror of that kind of stuff so when you do it as a comedy it's a way of dealing with it just like you know you have comedians who will make fun of stuff that's really, really bad and horrible. It's not because they enjoy it. It's because it's a way of deflating it and making it instead of a taboo subject. It's something that you can talk about. You can make, you can have fun with it. Not fun with it, but you can, you know, you you can approach it. You know, what I, I, mean? I think we know what you're talking about. <laughs> that's no. funny. Yeah, I I, I agree. I think. Uh, I, so I think... this is this is meant to be a comedy. So yeah. this is, you know, this is sort of taking making fun. Of what would happen? I mean, I did laugh it. when when Charles Manson showed up at the end. I thought that was kind of funny. I, I wouldn't mind seeing another one, like Manson versus somebody. Oh, yeah, they got Manson versus writing, Bundy. <laughs> a lot more writing effort for me to want to watch anything like that again. It was just, it was very superficial and cartoony for me. It just didn't. Well, I think, see, it. once again, that was the better thing to go with is the cartoony aspect. As opposed to like making this a re like feel like a real movie, and then we're glorifying serial killers. And that's or... that's that's a that's a way you can definitely do it, but you better make it a lot more fun. I didn't really have much fun. You had fun. I I, I did. did not. I really did. Um, and I'm I'm sorry you guys didn't. I was kind of disappointed. Then I saw. I, I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I saw. Um, what is it? Uh, Bloodbath and Beyond did a review, and they called it boring. Um, and I was like, ah, what is? 
because you said it first, uh, John, you said this was boring, then Bloodbath and Beyond, and then Paul had told me you didn't really dig it that much. You know, you kind of found it boring too. And I was like, I was like, I don't, I don't see it. Cause I, from start to finish, I was hooked. I don't know. I guess there's certain people that would enjoy it a little bit more. Everybody's different. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. It's all subjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, you know, I really dug it. Um, and but it, it but it like isn't when I'm right. And I, I'm not going to sit there and say, don't go out and watch this movie. Because you, just like Moody, you might find it funny. You might enjoy it. Yeah, you might not. I, I, yeah, I can compare it to, to the, I can compare it to the one we got in trouble for saying or whatever that we didn't like. Because, because even then I didn't find it. I found that one to be too brutal and too nasty you know what is this, it what is it what is the one uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you later i don't want to say it <laughs> maybe he doesn't want to say and get in trouble i just i don't want people thinking that i'm i that that shouldn't go watch it because you know a lot of people do like it but i'll tell you later you'll probably you probably but, but isn't seen. that the whole thing with these reviews i mean you know yes all right, fine. I'll say it, but I mean, it's not like they're probably, you know, the people. Maybe, maybe I've seen it. So um, it's called Circus of the Dead, and it's made in tech. It was made oh, in Texas, I, I, and um, Bill O'Burst Jr.'s in it, it. And it, it just felt to me like a little bit too Rob Zombie ish. Um, and we even talk about, we said like people love it, and maybe it just wasn't for us. You know, that was our review, right. pretty much. So it wasn't, it wasn't our cup of tea. Yeah, it wasn't our cup of tea, and but other people. But that's not it. you. That's the filmmaker having an having an issue. I mean, oh, I, exactly. I I had a woman call the first Axis film an abortion, and I, and I <laughs> laughed my ass off, and I shared it on Facebook, and somebody messaged me saying you shouldn't share that because it might hurt the actor's feelings, and I'm like, fuck it. If you can't, you know, if you can't laugh at a, at a reviewer, a woman reviewer calling my film an abortion. Then, then maybe you shouldn't be in the industry because I right. thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I gotta mean, have a tough like, skin. Yeah, you like what did Axmus do to you? I mean, the chick wins at the end. She decapitates Santa and she walks out. Maybe I mean, come Santa's on. the one getting aborted. But like, but like I said, like Circus of Dead to me was just too brutal and sort of, and and it did follow the same thing of like the the cops weren't caught being called or nothing was, you know, yeah. there was there was nothing. Like Everything that. went in their direction. There's nothing they couldn't do. It was just too easy. Easy, yeah. easy, easy. Same thing. But here. yeah, it wasn't this. It wasn't like it, it's different because like uh, what it's is different it? because the circus of the dead took itself too seriously, and that right. made it worse. And this, this one, one at least at least knows that it's a cartoon and it's trying to have fun. Yeah. I mean, it, it did, it had fun. And you know, you, the one thing I didn't like is that Randall Malone didn't speak till the end of the movie. And I fucking, I love it when he talks. Like, I just like, you know, we've, I, I, I first introduced uh, Paul, Paul to uh, Randall Malone in a movie called, um, uh, what was that one we watched? Um, Ah, it was the one that Stephanie Beaton did. Um, oh yeah, um, whatever it was, we, the, we watched the something. New Orleans one. Yeah, and we we both loved it, and uh, you know I didn't love it, but we, we thought it was fun. Laughed. We laughed, <laughs> and and Randall Malone was the best part, you know. And Randall Malone honestly was the best part of this movie too, to me. You know, like he's just always so much fun 
Uh, he knows how to make a, uh, you know. He's larger than life. He's larger than life. Yeah. Um, Look, they shot at his house, it looks like, too, his mansion. Well, I mean, that's what, yeah. you know, he's always like, hey, you know, he does that in almost every movie. I think Ron I, Ford did that for a bunch of movies with them. And, yeah, I saw um, something on YouTube with him. And, and I think I mentioned this to Jonathan, but like he used to be on MTV. Yeah. And singled out oh, or wow. something. I didn't know that. Yeah, but but he was always known, and, and I should look it yeah. up, but I'm because I'm not getting it right. But it's always like the the award winning actor Randall Malone or the fabulous actor. Like you have to say, yeah, I remember the you were saying that. He's, he's entitled. Thing. Yeah, yeah. When when you say his name, and and I, and they were doing that all on MTV whenever they introduced him, and it was pretty funny. Right. And you just wouldn't think like. Why would like a 15 year old who watches MTV like Randall Malone? But I guess they did because he was on there for a while. Well, he's just, you know, he's probably every big kid's dream, you know? Uh, he's a well, star who, you know. He's M- it's MTV, it's corporation. They're going to push whoever they want and whoever, you, whoever they want you to like, you're going to like. Well, those, those the same thing. Um, I actually know uh, the guy, there's this guy, a kid. Uh, well, he's not a kid, he was older than me. He's older than me. Uh, a guy named uh, Andy Milanakis, but he looks like a 12 year old kid, but he's not, you know, or whatever. He's got like a, the, the thing where you look, you know, like younger, you know, uh, or whatever. Porphyria? Is that what it's called? I, I don't know what it's called. Benjamin but Button disease? Yeah. He's, so he, he's aging backwards. I don't know. But he, uh, you know, but he was, uh, you know, he got famous um, and all of a sudden he was on, he had his own MTV show called the Andy Milnaki show, which actually lasted two seasons, two or three seasons. And he, um, you know, and, and th- they pushed him because, you know, they knew like kids would be like, oh my God, it looks like a kid on television, you know, like, and he acted like a kid. He did silly stuff, you know, or whatever on purpose. But he was like in his 30s at the time or 40s. Did you notice one of the scrolls was talking about they were reshooting back to backs one of these movies and it was starring Vern Troyer. And I was like, poor Vern Troyer is not with us anymore. And the kids who are going to watch this movie today, they're not even going to know who that is. Wait, what? Weird. Yeah, he. Vern Troyer was listed in the one of the one of the new scrolls uh, as one of the oh. remakes. Well, that was in 2010. So I mean, right. Are you talking about for this movie? Yeah. Yeah. I, was he? Uh, he was alive then, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. And and plus, most people that watch these movies today, they won't get any of the references. There are a lot of like little jokes and little you know like things that they poked fun of that I was like, oh no, that's so dated. You know, like nobody's gonna get that, and that's the problem with putting jokes and stuff that are that would be funny at that time that nobody's going to get now. That's going to just date it. Yeah. Instantly. So, I mean, that's, that's somebody actually told me, don't, if you're going to do comedy, don't put any uh, pop cultural references in your film. Don't make any Yahoo serious jokes because no one's going to get it. Nobody Uh, wants Yahoo serious. That's (laughs) or carrot top, you know, or whatever. He's out uh, here in hey, Vegas. Yeah, I was about to say, when I was in Vegas, he was still headlining the shows out there. He's still headlining them today. I, I bumped into him at the supermarket. He's all buff he, now. You bumped yeah, into he, you bumped into Carrot Top? Yeah, yeah. He, he didn't say sorry or anything. We were, uh, he was late and, and I was at a supermarket and, and I was turning the corner and he was turning a corner and we were like, 
it was like, oh, like that. He like walked right past me. He's like, what the fuck? And I look and it's just this big haired guy. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking Carrot Top just walked right into me. He's just like, fuck you, Carrot Top. Fuck you, Carrot Top. <laughs> fuck you and your carrot. That's a great on the top scene of your you head. gotta put in one of your movies where a character does that and he gets in a fight in a supermarket with Carrot Top. How awesome would that be? Well, the oh, same God. thing happened to me with uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman. When Hook came out, I was at the LAX and, and a friend of mine at the time and I were waiting and all of a sudden this guy bumps into me and he and I was holding something in my hand. I forgot exactly what it was. And I dropped it and, and I leaned down to pick it up. He's like, I, I'm sorry. And he like hands it to me and I look up and it's Dustin Hoffman. He's a little guy and, though, isn't he? Yeah, so it was, and then he kind of walked off, you know, but he did, he hit right into me. <laughs> What what is up with you, dude? You keep just bumping into people, man. I do. Well, I'm, a, I'm a big no, guy. Well, you said it was LAX, right? That so was LAX know. with with yeah. Hoffman, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, you're just gonna randomly bump into people now. It sounds like you're gonna probably bump into one of the Gacy or or, or Manson clones at some point. <laughs> <laughs> as long as let's they hope, don't kill me. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I mean, um, that Lake Mead is drying up, man. All kinds of bodies are popping up out of there. Oh, it, it's it's yeah. We we not to not to get off topic as as I say to, to Jonathan, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Lake Mead is is pretty pretty much gone, and now we have all these people bringing their boats in to store in our storage facility because they have no place to put them. There's and no all water. the serial killer victims are are popping up. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. There you go. There's there's your next movie, John. You know. <laughs> serial killers uh you know because that's your next axmas right there you know like the people are bringing in their uh dead bodies there's a serial killer storing their dead bodies in uh the storage facility so there you go i um, gotta wonder where they all went so they have to go somewhere yeah you know? yeah i mean you know they can't just disappear well unless you put like a bunch of chemicals on them and just you know Whatever, but you 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 know way too much about this movie. <laughs> um, well, I don't know the <laughs> science of it all. You just know it works. There you go. <laughs> I just know it works. I just know if you if you don't talk about the science, it exists, you know, and it just happens. And I, I don't I'm not bothered by it at all, you know. Um and, and to go back to this movie once again, I you know, like you said in the beginning, that uh, I probably liked uh, liked it more because I didn't think they didn't have to concentrate on the science. They I didn't think a have lot of science. It, I think a lot of that is the cartoony side of it. Is like that it just kind of exists. Uh, but uh, Bloodbath and Beyond brought up a really good point, which was they didn't understand why the uh, the characters had to leave the facility that they were in to go find the guy when he was in the same facility that they were in to begin with right how did they have to go find his home they could have just killed him at the facility same thing know? with the japanese ninjas that are supposed to be going after gacy and and uh Dahmer. instead they go after fucking ringo why uh yeah i mean what was i don't know what any of that point was and like if that if there was like some kind of explanation of like the the samurai sword that he had like brought them you know or whatever that was the that was like a beacon that they you know what i mean that they could no. whatever magical thing it but just, yeah, it's just too never, sloppy for me yeah but like you said like you guys said a lot of it probably was written later and fixed up and you know they had to add things yeah, and, i think the biggest thing is like ringo and god you know when they first start off god's 
you know, kind of like God and Ringo's this pathetic, you know, booze swinging redneck jerk. But then the middle part where they're in the car and they're driving, it's like they switch, you know, and Ringo's asking like real questions, like cogent questions. And God is just being an asshole about everything. <laughs> and then it switches again. And then he's back to the old Ringo when he finally gets there and he doesn't even have the sword. And it's like, okay, did they shoot the end and the beginning around the same Probably. time? Probably. Not the middle, like months later? Right. And uh, Harlan Williams did the voice of God, and I thought that was pretty funny. You know, uh, Rocket Man himself, um, Harlan Williams. <laughs> uh, Rocket Man is this terrible movie he made in 1997 that uh, that Oh, that knows. Disney movie? Yeah, remember that? It's like farting and stuff in space or some shit. I thought it was yeah. actually kind of funny. I, uh, that's him. He did it. I, I, yeah, I liked, he was in that I liked movie. him screaming like a little girl. I oh, thought it was hilarious. Not a movie. single fart joke in this movie. Come on. What? How dare they? How I dare know. They? they were. that. I think maybe you would have liked it more, Paul and John, if there have been fart jokes in this movie. But they're just. Well, I think they said we, we could have like four fart jokes and four like butt fucking jokes. Well, let's just get rid of the fart jokes and we'll, we'll just put in like eight. Nothing, but, yeah, jokes. nothing but butt fucking jokes. <laughs> yeah, no, no farts, no boobs. You know, it was like there was some butt biting, I guess. But yeah, you know. I mean, all in all, I think a lot of what I, you know, I don't know. I just it, it's just a movie that I could watch over and over again. I'm sorry. You oh, know. geez. Seriously? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what was my reaction i know like i told him this earlier and paul was like what you know you can't can't believe that i like this movie a lot i really did um i enjoyed hey, it i mean it, it, hey. yeah if somebody was said you know let's get some alcohol and a beer or something like that and and, and let's sit down and watch it and i could probably do it again but i i don't see this i've owned this movie for like a year or so and i never watched it i just got it because it's where did, great great title. Where did you get it? Where did you get it? Great title. I think I probably bought it off of Amazon. Okay. Yeah. See, it's one of those things where you see it. Like I said, I saw it at um, you know, uh, Dark Delicacies. Uh, it was it was twelve or eleven bucks, and I thought that's actually not a bad price for a movie that I was very hard to find. Yeah. You know. I, I will bring up the point that you mentioned earlier, which is that, you know, for a movie that was supposed to be Gacy versus Dahmer, you don't actually get that until the very, 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 very end. But at least at least you do get it. It's not like geek maggot bingo where there's no geeks, there's no maggot, there's no bingo. Or Krampus <laughs> versus Bigfoot where there's, they, they don't fight at all. They don't fight at all. Yeah, it makes no sense whatsoever. They don't verse each other. They just talk to each other. So at, really. least they, at least they finally give it to you. Yeah, so I mean, they give it to you, but it's, that that was sort of—I will admit—that was sort of weak sauce. The their fighting scenes because it just sort of, oh yeah, like it didn't really like. And then really, oh, was it uh, uh, the X thirteen comes in and just kills them? So it was really X thirteen versus Dahmer and Gacy. Yeah, you know? yeah there, there were way too many people trying to kill them. I think. I mean, I, I understand if one person fails then send in somebody else then that person fails send in somebody else but there's too many people because it's i get what they're doing because it's like a lower budget movie that you're gonna film the guy who plays Dahmer on this day you're gonna film the guy who plays gacy on this day and then on the third day you're gonna film them fighting in the house so um, I, I get that but it would have been nice 
since they did bring up Freddy versus Jason, if maybe they had a couple interactions together, you know, just throughout the movie, just to, you know. Right. Because they didn't show up till the end. And then it was almost like, oh, so we were both here to kill the the doctor, right? Who we didn't even talk about the doctor, but like the doctor there, uh, which he didn't really have. I mean, his, he didn't far, matter. He didn't yeah, he didn't really matter. matter. Which is funny because, like, I guess you were supposed to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he's kidnapped!" But like, all the time, I'm like, "I, I don't care," yeah, you know. Cares. Like, yeah, it just it didn't matter. But he was he was there, and so there that was their that was the whole thing. The whole point was they're both going to go there and kill him. They and, didn't care. Like, and then they uh, what is it? Uh, Gacy was like, "Oh, we could share him," and uh, Tomer's just like, "I'm not sharing him. I'm I was I, here first. I called dibs." I will say I thought the acting was pretty good. I mean, considering that this is very one-dimensional cartoony, you're not really going to get much of a range out of these guys. But at least, you know, I, I personally wasn't bored by by them when they actually talked and when they actually did stuff. Same thing with the the colonel who was just way over the top, the the chick with the nose and the and the and the cigar. And she was like, "Whoa, God, what was it when she was freaking out about the ninjas?" Oh yeah. And I was like, okay, Wiley Coyote. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I'm thinking because of the type of film that it is, that that was probably written for a man. And no, they, and I they think got, it was and, too, because they kept calling her sir. Yeah, and, and, and I think that they just brought in the woman and didn't change it to be funny. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's I, like, well, let's just get a woman and we just won't change anything. And it, it, it did sort of make me laugh. I don't know. I liked her. Oh, I did. I liked it. I mean, I, I actually think a woman smoking a cigar is kind of sexy. So, you and know. And then was... finally, there's that my one pet peeve that you know I, I always have movies. Whenever you, there's like um, a movies showing military or a military base, what do they do? They always have that same fucking drum thing. For Christ's sakes. Or like. Like the, 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 you know, the offices always have like a map or something, you know, and all this other stuff. Like it just looks all kind of, you know, goofy, but I don't know. I, I don't know. She, she, that stuff didn't bother me. I like, I liked her reactions, like interactions with um, uh, Jed Rowan, you know, together. They, they worked really well. I mean, all in all, like I said, I, from start to finish, I was just intrigued by, it. I wanted more. You guys wanted less. That's I fun. wish she had showed up and had a fist fight with um, both Gacy and Dara. That would have been more fun. <laughs> yeah, she is the one who showed up instead of X-13. But that would actually made more sense, too. Like, I mean, I was like, why don't they call the military to kill these things? You know, like, they call the police to do something about well, it. Well, then, I mean, why not bring in Charles Manson then? You know, if you're if you're going to. You know, why keep bringing in ninjas? I know it's meant to be funny or trauma-like or whatever. Yeah. Why? So I either just keep it as Dahmer and Gacy and have the redneck guy fight them at the end to do the three. Yeah. And then bring in and then go, well, shit, the redneck guy failed. You know what we got to do? We got to bring out somebody who's on their same level. We need right. somebody to think like they do. How do you kill a serial killer? You well, get a serial killer. Once Let's again. get Charlie out there. They didn't know that this other guy was coming, you know. They didn't know that guy was coming. Uh, because that guy was talking to God, you know, the um 
uh, right. the redneck but they guy. just use him because they they could have done more stuff with him and then mm. it, it's it's almost like the the director knew ethan phillips and said hey i know the guy from star trek right, right. right. where can i fit him in here and, also, and we'll have him be corn man or something the director uh uh the director also uh did Dahmer, but he also did uh he was ringo he was the yeah Redneck yeah, he was Ringo guy. too. So, uh, which I, I, I was like, wait, is he going to be fighting himself? I thought that would have been a cool thing, but then uh, that would have been funny. They had done like a split scene, a split screen thing. That would have been funny. Yeah, but they didn't do that. They just had some guy in like a bad bald, like a blonde wig, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, from shoot him from the shoulder. So yeah, no, I mean, not that even close to the same height. That would have been funny. <laughs> that would have been very, hilarious. <laughs> Well, we were talking about Star Trek earlier, so it would have been very Captain Kirk because whenever Kirk fought himself, it was always a guy in a bad Kirk wig. <laughs> you know, as they turned, there'd be William Shatner, then it'd go back to the stunt Or, or you know, sh- I was thinking Ed Wood and his chiropractic guy, you know, posing. I love that. So I used to have on my wall a still <laughs> of him Tom. coming out of the crypt and he's got the cape up. Because I love that he did that so much. I, I, I mean, I love Plan Nine to begin with. I know, but to me, that was pure brilliance. You know, that was absolutely, and he just looked great. I, I mean, know. It, it, like, I, I, if nobody ever told me that, I never would have. I never would have picked that up. You know, because oh God, I just don't I notice that shit. <laughs> oh, you, you got to pick it up because he looks nothing like Legosi. Nothing I mean, like him at all. He's like two feet taller. <laughs> yes. It's okay. Just, just, just keep it up like that. Nobody yeah. will notice. It's all about the big pictures. Nobody That's notices right. the details. <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Uh, I think we've we've come to the end. Um, is there anything else that we we didn't discuss? Because I think we pretty much talked everything about it. You know. Um, well, I have, I have I have a question. What else has Ford Austin done? Like writer director type of thing. Okay. Or so he's done a lot of stuff uh, independently. That I uh, he's mainly an actor, I think. Um, but he does a lot of directing as well. Um, uh, he's acted in a hundred and nine films. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. He, so he was he was pretty good in this, as far as uh, he's the Dahmer uh, Dahmer guy, guy, right? Yep. Yeah, I thought he did a pretty good job with that. So he, uh, especially back in the early 2000s, um, he was in uh, Blood Mask, The Possession of Nicole Lemaru, uh, Deadly Culture, which I think was produced by... Uh, so uh, was Blood Mask. Yeah, David Sterling. Sterling, yeah. I think he was a David Sterling guy. Um, worked. He did a movie that uh, I saw years ago that I think Chris Watson produced or 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 something um because i had them on my radio show yeah he was an executive producer uh, called evil ever after and it starred uh randall malone i believe i own that movie yeah um brad it sits right next to this movie joe uh joe estevez narrates uh yeah it's it's, i think joe estevez love joe estevez yeah yeah randall malone's in it um so I'm, we're eventually going to do that on Indie Film Cafe at some point because I really, really love that movie. And um, I remember they sent me like a screener copy. I just got to find it. Um, uh, but I'm sure I could find it somewhere else too. Um, or I could ask Brad, because you know, if uh, he sent me a copy. Um, then he did a movie called, he was in a movie called Slaughter, uh, Slaughter Party, which also was done by these guys, I think, um, Andrew and... Uh, you know, he was in Creepies too. He's in a bunch of stuff. Um, 
directing wise, he's done 39 movies. Um, I think some of them, a lot of them are like shorts. Um, but uh, then the rest are features. Um, uh, I think he, he did Curse of Lizzie Borden, which was uh, David Sterling. David Sterling. I own that, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, you own a, another Fort Austin movie. Um, he did a movie called Falling Down, which is, wow, two hours and four minutes. Falling so Down? You thought this one was uh, long. Michael Douglas? No, not that. Oh, not no, that no, one. no, no. That was Joel Schumacher, so. Yeah. No, Falling Down, this is 2010, <clears throat> same year. And uh, uh, I don't know what it's about. It's an action drama thriller. And uh, doesn't have any about a man who can't take it anymore and decides to go into LA and start shooting things up. It's got Jed Rowan as the amazing bum. So <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like fun. I don't know. Two hours and four minutes, though. It's a, it's a, lengthy That's movie. a little much. Yeah. Um, he did a movie called Aliens versus Assholes. So uh, that sounds like fun. Okay. Um, Disney. What? Disney? Sounds, sounds like Disney. <laughs> has, has a thing for asses, apparently. No, there you go. So there you go. There's a bunch of stuff he's done. So he's he's sort of uh, at at some point or another has you know went out and made his little movies and and whatnot. And uh, I I you know I forgot that when I first picked this up that he directed it because I thought Chris Watson directed it. You know, but Chris I think had not the greatest time uh, directing Zombiegeddon you know, and he was more like, I like writing and producing more than directing, like you know, not much fun sometimes. Well, it, it's just, a, it's a lot of work. And if you're not, if you don't want to do it, you know, like if you, if people are just, you know, like, it's just, it's just a lot of work, you know, and some people it, just, it takes a certain personality and it doesn't yeah. matter if it's low budget or big budget and it takes a certain ego to to direct something so it's that's why you have so many one-time directors and why actors don't direct more than one movie at you know a lot of the times is they're like i want to direct and then they direct and they're like oh crap this sucks and it's it's because yeah it's it's a personality and an ego thing yep exactly you're right you're absolutely right and i think chris is a really nice guy and did not want i think he had done one other movie that he directed uh he sent it to me years ago and i i loved it um uh, but it was not a horror film i don't think and it wasn't you know it was like more like a, a drama you know um but these are a lot of fun to me um so i don't know like i think from the beginning i was maybe even a little biased watching it because i just really Sounds enjoy like those guys yeah i just really enjoy those guys yeah. so from the very beginning i knew i was gonna like this you know like so i was sounds like we're about the time to give our scores yep so paul explain to everybody about the stinkometer all right well it's very easy we rate one to ten where the one is the least amount of stink and ten is a big old steaming cow pie of stink and all the numbers in between and you can go a half step if you feel so inclined and then we take our three scores we total it up and then we cow pair it to the scores for the other movies we've done over the season and we find out what was the stinkiest movie all right so um i guess uh i'm gonna go last because you know uh, i've already told paul my 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 pick and i have not actually changed it so he knows but uh john what, what do you what would you say I'm 
like I said, I'm 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 in the middle of you guys, so I'm I'm going with five. A five. He's yeah. he, he's bringing it the same as uh as Alien Beasts. He's rating this as Alien wow, Beasts. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I back then I did not truly understand the stinkometer. I would probably wow. give that a different review. It, it took me a while to get what you guys were doing. Um, to you know, um, uh, to me, one is bad and ten is good, and and so I finally understood what it was. But I think with this is that I didn't hate it. I mean, it, it, it's as we pointed out. You know, it's acting is fine. It's directing is fine. The editing is fine. The uh, lighting is fine. The sound is fine. Everything is fine. I just think it's too long. I mean, you know, knock it down to like 85 minutes, maybe 80. But I, I'm in the middle of you guys. So I, <laughs> I I may watch it again if somebody wanted to. So I, I would give it like a five. Okay. That's that's fair enough. What, what, did, we, what did you say, uh, Paul? Well, I didn't hate it. So it's not going to get a 10 out of me. Um, I have seen plenty of movies that are worse than this. Um, it's pretty bad, though. Like I said, to me, it was just sloppy and ill put together and you know it, it could have been a lot more interesting um so i'm going to give it an eight an eight yeah that's that's fair you know um but i i definitely not going to go that route route and i'm going to go very much you know even uh smaller <laughs> so i'm going to say two i uh yeah I know. <laughs> john's john's look on his face it was the wow. same that paul had when i, I got told like him. whiplash you know from that <laughs> But no, it's true. I, I, I like I said, so you're, you're putting this in the same him. territory as Gamebox 1.0. Yes, I am. Wow. And maybe like even arcade and stuff like that, where I can just watch this movie over and over again and really enjoy it. You know, uh, like, it's not the first time you did put White Wolves in pretty low as well. Yeah, <laughs> and Lunatics, a love story and stuff well, like that's that. That's a fun one though. But like, that's the thing. Like, I had fun. You know, so. I when I watch a movie like this and I say, man, this is something I could actually enjoy over and over again. That's when I go low, you know, mm. and everything. Even even looking at the stuff, even like listening to you guys say the stuff that was, uh, you know, was, was not was sloppily done. I still enjoyed it, you know. Like that stuff didn't bother me because at the end of the day, it was just a silly movie. You know, if this were a serious film about Gacy and Dahmer, I would have hated it, you know, or whatever. But since it was so kind of slapsticky and silly and to me, like maybe it didn't go as far like that, like Paul would have probably wanted. Um, but like stuff you mentioned, Paul, I think, Paul, when you said like where she was all saying like, fuck, 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 you know, or whatever, the, the military lady, she was all freaking out that stuff cracked me up and I was just like, Oh my God, what the hell is going on? I enjoy this. So I don't know. I enjoyed it all. Yeah, I, fair enough. I mean, we, we all have, I, this is why I was excited when John was like, Oh, I find this boring. I'm like, Oh good. I can talk about something, <laughs> you know, because I don't like having movies where like, I see uh, some of my friends, um, you know, who will post something and then everybody will agree with them. And then I put, then I disagree with them and they're like, well, you're wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, I mean, I feel like I'm right about this. You can't be wrong about your opinion as long, right. as, as, long as you support it, you know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I've heard that before. And, 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 and I think people who love Hitler, I think their opinion is wrong. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, my opinion's not wrong. It's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Can't um, really have a wrong opinion. You can just have a, I mean, a you know an uneducated, ignorant, stupid opinion. That's true. That's true. So it's not wrong. It's just stupid. There you go. But uh, no. <laughs> but Josh disagreeing you can with say, that. Well, there's wrong and there's incorrect. I think that's that's where it's being conflated. There's morally wrong, and then there's incorrect, which are not quite the same thing. Right. Anyway, off that topic. Um, going back to this, I, I just you know I just enjoyed it. So I'm glad I'm glad you guys watched. I'm glad that uh, John even said that he would watch it again. Um, I would not watch this again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you bought it for a dollar, so uh, you know. I, I'm begrudging that dollar. Really? <laughs> wow, man, that's yeah, that's harsh, yeah. dude. I, uh, know. I, I I can't believe that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm glad I glad I got to see it, um, and I'm glad we got to review it because, well, it, it got got it out of Paul's, uh, you know, closet, and so yeah, you got me looking in one of my boxes that I'd forgotten about, so I found a couple movies in there. Yeah, so. there you go. So that was that was a good thing that came from this for Paul, for Paul's sake. But uh, it also was good because then we all got to see because I hadn't seen it yet. You, uh, John hadn't seen it. Mm-mm. I mean, I I don't know, but it's the difference. Like you know, this is the difference between like uh, killer biker chicks, which we all hated and oh, thought yeah. was boring. But yeah. I hadn't seen that until I well, I mean, I watched it before and I was like, oh, and I was like, well, I right. kind of want to do it because it's one of those movies that doesn't get talked about, you know, and stuff. And we did it, but it was hard to watch, you know, oh, yeah. and and I found that to be boring. That's the difference. I mean, I may not have liked Gacy versus Dahmer, but it was not a, just a boring, horrible waste of time, like killer biker chicks. So. Yeah. And, and the, the comedy had some funny bits to it, you know, or whatever. I, I thought so, at least. I I was cracking up. So I'm, I'll am i watch this over and over again. I laughed Probably. out loud once, I think. I LOL'd once. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, so anyway, uh, thank you, John, for coming on and being our guest. Of course. And, um, I don't know if we'll have you on one more time before the end of the year, but if not, <laughs> thank you so much because this is, this is toward the end of the year, you know, that this will be out. You know, um, so we really appreciate you coming on. And, but uh, season six is coming up fast. It is. It's it's going to be. Uh, it'll be. It'll be before oh, you. Oh, know I got it. some ripe ones to, to share for season six. Trust me. Oh boy. Oh boy. We're like he's being. I feel like he's being nice right now, but he got really. He got mad at me about Maradonia. By the way. Uh, uh. He he was like, "Oh, so you're torturing me for for making you sit through Turkish Star Wars? Well, I'm gonna torture you." <laughs> yeah. And Jonathan and I became a little obsessed with that because I mean, you know, we were looking up who the girl was and watching her music videos. Trust me, and... I'm right there with you. It's a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, which, yeah, which I was kind of disappointed that I didn't have Paul on the show with you before because Paul was going down because we did have it later. We recorded it later and paul was going down that rabbit hole so you guys can check that podcast out uh that one got a got a 30 for sure this this i knew was not going to get a 30 but i yeah. i thought it was going to get higher than it did and you know at and least glad these guys they didn't you know their their idea wasn't to rip anybody off you yeah. know what i mean so yeah you know. they, they it's had, original for what it is i mean yeah. It, it's yeah i mean they try to just have fun and make a good, 
you know, it's make a, a versus fun movie. movie, you know, that's the whole thing, you know, who would yeah. win John Rambo or John McClane, you know, that type of thing, you know, Rambo versus win? John McClane. I think John McClane. Rambo versus Gacy. Rambo versus, no, there you go. There's a, there's a sequel right there. Shaq but versus Snoopy. I'm, I'm bummed that we never got Dahmer versus Gacy in space, you know, like that would have been fun, but you know, whatever. What can you do? I, I did. I mentioned on a, a video that I did for my channel. I, I I said I don't care what you guys say. Meaning the everybody out there. I love if it says in space. I will watch it if it says in space. If it's Freddie in space, I'll watch it. If it's Jason Mich- in space, I'll watch it. If it's was a machete space, supposed to go to was a machete supposed to go to space? Was, yeah, the third film was supposed to be machete in space. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know if they're still going to do that or not, but that would have been awesome. I doubt it. What about? Yeah. Dahmer versus Gacy three season of the witch. Or how about, uh, you know, I don't know uh, how that would work. Do, are they wearing <laughs> the mask? <laughs> Why not? doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> In 3d for the third one. It's always a 3d one too. Well, how about, but, how about Amityville Dahmer versus Gacy? Amityville Dahmer versus uh, Gacy doll. <laughs> Or Gacy Shark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd watch that. Clown so it could have been Dahmer versus Gacy and they're fighting in the house and then the camera pulls back from the house and reveals that it's the Amityville house. Oh, no, I don't like that. that that's the twist at the end. No, so that they're like actually it. in Amityville. Nope. I've already, I've, already told you, I've already told you I hate that. I hate that. But The weird. dawn. <laughs> All right. So... Uh, <laughs> We uh, so we really appreciate you coming on the show and everybody else who listened. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, please uh, check us out. Uh, I think it's going to be next week is going to be uh, Paul's episode, and we haven't even gotten over there. So we have, you know, that's gonna our be- episodes are getting longer and longer because we don't have just Jen to wrap our knuckles with a ruler. I know. Well, <laughs> I think uh, Maradonia was the longest one we've done oh, yeah. because that, that was over like two hours long. Man, it took um, a long time to read, to get through that. Yeah. So there you go. It feels like that needs to be like the commentary track for the movie. Hey, I may not have liked Dahmer versus Gacy much, but you were a lot, lot, lot better than Maradonia. Yeah. Or much of the thirties that we watched, you know, so hey, man, I'll, I will stand by Miss Werewolf till I die. Or liking Colony? No. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But John <laughs> Ward, you have got to see Miss Werewolf. We get you over here. We're <laughs> going to sit you down. You're going to watch and you're going to be amazed. Your jaw is going to hit the ground. We're not going to show the whole thing because it's over two and well, a yes, half hours will. long. No. The whole oh thing, no, baby. No. The whole experience. No. Oh my. I'm not, you can do that. I'm not going to come. I'm done. I'm like, well, we'll give you a call when the, the beginning part's done. No. All right. Anyway, we're done with this. So thank you guys <laughs> so much. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, join us uh, next week for Paul's episode. Until then, everybody have a fantastic indie film cafe Bye. life. Bye. Bye. <laughs>